0: Good evening and welcome to NUFC Matters with me Steve Wraith It's uh, Thursday night and of course uh, I'm joined and it's a very happy new year to uh, John Gibson and to to Super Mac Malcolm MacDonald And a happy birthday to Malcolm Thank you so much Yeah I get it all over and done within a fortnight You know
1: I've got nothing else to look forward to in the year until next Christmas well, as we
0: can't as we can't see it, me and John have uh, we've broken the NUFC matters budget, and uh, we've got you a cake, Malcolm. Oh, I am absolutely <laughs> delighted. Uh, no candles. No, no, we didn't want to give that away, Malcolm. Oh, I see. Fire hazard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've had a good day anyway, mate. As best you can under these awful conditions. Um, it's, it's, it's. You know, it's just a nightmare. We're, we're going into 2021 and, and and still not being able to go out and do what we like to do, which is go and talk to the fans. Me, you, and John. Sure. Well, I
1: I have a dog, you see, so he gets me Never.
2: out. Never.
0: Never. Yes.
1: Yeah, so so I'm I, I get down to the beach and, uh, and and meet up with all sorts of people and uh, but of course we observe the two yards. Space between us, but uh, while while the dogs are all sniffing each other, we can have a chat. So uh, it's it's all very nice.
0: Well, well, thanks to our friends at Qtechshop.co.uk who've uh, been with us from the start. Of course, you know Malcolm—they make the T-shirts, they make your uh, yeah. your Supermac T-shirts and your your mugs, which people can buy at uh, NewcastleLegends.com. They have donated a special T-shirt to us to uh, to auction off, as we do each week wow. for the food bank, and uh, it is on my Twitter. It's pinned at the top of my Twitter at Steve Wraith. and it's uh, an NuFC Matters one-off T-shirt. And you can just see you there, Malcolm, on the one side, and the dog leaping from the front door on the other. And underneath, it's got who let the dogs out? 6:42, 6:46, or 6:48. And on the and on the back, it's got internet problems. So a big thanks to John for that. We we'll hope that's going to raise a, a little bit of money for the food bank. But uh, it's it's just good that your yeah, internet problems have caused something something as yeah. Uh, and you do share you share your birthday with a former another former Newcastle player. Wayne Routledge, who, he was okay, he did alright, he got as a, a promotion, and uh, that that's the only other person we could find who you share your birthday with, Mal Right, ah, oh well, um, I'm not so lonely then You're not, mate, you're <laughs> not Um. As always, we're here to talk about Newcastle United, plenty to talk about I do want to start tonight with some rather sad news that came through uh, about a good friend of, of both of yours, and somebody who I've got to know over the years as well, Tommy Cassidy, Malcolm.
1: Yeah, um, uh, Cass, uh, bless him. Um, he's uh, he, he, he's made it public that he's um, got Alzheimer's, um, and I, I've seen Tommy a couple of times in the past year, and uh, you you can sense that his memory is not quite uh, what it was. Um, but uh, it, 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 he and uh, Marjorie, his, his wife, they're... Uh, I think they're they're doing pretty good. She, she's ever so good with him, um, and uh, uh, helps him a great deal. Um, but certainly, wish him well. I, I really do. Uh, he, he's a. Is not only was he a fabulous footballer, um, but he he was a really funny, funny lad as well. Funny lad, um, uh, uh, and he was. He, he had a slightly chubby disposition, um, shall we say? Did um, Cass, and uh, and he was forever getting wronged. We'd come in on a Monday, on a Monday morning, and um, and the first thing we had to do was get weighed. And Cass would have put on a couple of pounds over the weekend, and uh, and and Keith Birkinshaw would um, would would give him a right old going. Over and uh, And then he would say what, what, what have you been up to this week And Cassie, he'd come out with a line Something like Well I'm, I'm sorry about this Berkey But um, I had to walk past The Chinese takeaway on Saturday night <laughs> And I breathed too heavily
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: It had a wonderful sense of humour Cass and, 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 and still has And of course John
2: he, um, he he managed for you at uh, a gatehead, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he did. And um, wonderful, wonderful guy. I've, uh, there he is when we when we did the books yeah. uh, together, the Gibbos files. Um, That's right. Tommy was uh, Tommy. I've known about this uh, dementia for about two over two years, but. It was very personalised and it was Tommy, the phone man, told me about it initially But it was very personalised and I had no intention of ever using it in the newspaper But now that his wife's come out and, and give an interview in Belfast Where he is a superstar, having been with Northern Ireland Of course, mm-hmm. it's safe yeah. enough to talk about it But uh, I mean, I used to have a, a lot of lovely, lovely nights with Tommy in the Blake Law Social Club and his brothers, who I still see from from time to time, glorious uh, yeah. time. He, uh,
1: and and I, I, I remember his elder brother John.
2: Yeah, he's got two or three, but absolutely yes. yes. Yeah, he, and they, yeah, they were regulars, weren't they? Um, oh, cho- totally. Cho- okay. I mean, okay. the wonderful thing—the wonderful thing about Newcastle United when Tommy signed for Newcastle United. It was at the height of the problems over in Belfast And Joe spoke to him one day and said Hey, how are you doing, son? Because uh, he looked a bit worried And checked with him and he said Look, the family's over there And it's, it, it, it's tough going Because of the troubles and what's going to happen And the bombings And Newcastle, mm-hmm. blessed them And all credit to them for, for that Brought the whole family over um, to Newcastle and so his brothers came over and lived in Newcastle. So that Tommy felt that much more free and without the worry of those horrific times back at home. And his brothers have stayed in Newcastle since and um, are still here. And I used to see them, a lot of them, and with David Craig as well, who was an old Ireland boy and a, a very good friend of Cass. But yes, as, as Malcolm said, um, when I took over owning Gateshead. Uh, I employed Tommy as my manager at Gateshead He had managed very well in Cyprus um, With with a club over there that made European football And he'd taken uh, George Best out to play for his club over there And he took Terry McDermott to play for his club And I got him to manage my side at Gateshead The difficulty, is Malcolm would appreciate With any situation, when you employ a friend is that football being football, inevitably the day is going to come Where you can't employ your friend anymore Because yeah. it's best for both of you to have a partner of the ways And the one thing I've always been relieved about And pride myself on is that I managed to say to Tommy When the moment comes, it's best that we go our separate ways And still stayed such a close friend of Tommy's ever since It didn't change anything because everything was done in the right way And I've got so much time for Tommy Wonderful yes. raconteur, as really? as Malcolm was saying and um, I mean, he got a feast full of stories Because he roomed for Northern Ireland with George Best Can you imagine that? Can you imagine <laughs> rooming with George Best that age? By about 10 years and about 10 minutes but well, he would have learned about the
1: facts of life very quickly, wouldn't he?
2: I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think you're a voyeur when you room with George Best, you know But uh, yeah. but happy happy days and uh, I wish Tommy and his family, uh, his good lady and obviously his kids And of course uh, his brothers, they, the whole family, great friends of mine It's been a privilege for me to be their friend and I wish them all the best. It's a shame when we see this happen in football. And of course, we've got an ongoing thing as well. Malcolm is you know only too well with John Judith. and it, it, it's mm. a tough old time yeah. when we see dear friends suffer like that. Yes, it is. Yeah,
1: it, it, um, it, it's so difficult, and and they seem quite normal, you know. Mm. And, and, but then you you find that they'll start to repeat themselves or or can't remember. Um, one of those things that, uh, should be there clear in the memory. Um yeah, it, uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, I certainly wished, uh, Tommy well, um, it, uh, absolute great fellow, uh, John Tudor as well.
0: Yeah. Lots of birthday wishes coming in from uh, the uh, the supporters. Uh, uh, this one did grab me attention. Paul Oxley, uh, who met you at an event once, he says, "Malcolm, Joe Linton sent you a birthday card, but he missed the post box. Some things never change." Very good, Paul. Very good. Uh, the transfer window is open um so john we'll start with we'll start with you john are you optimistic yeah. there's going to be any business done whether it be loan deals or permanent deals or you know is it going to be a mixture of both what what's your what's your thoughts on the transfer window i can't see any permanent deal
2: whatsoever steve uh i think we'll sign but we'll sign on loan and all i hope is that it's better Than what we did one year ago Because if you remember in January of last year We signed three guys on loan Bentaleb, Danny Rose and Lazaro Who all I think had nil impact I mean, Bentaleb was a a disaster for me Lazaro was signed and hardly played And while Danny Rose played all the while for me watching him, it was frightening How far back he'd gone from the guy that was playing for England he got mm. caught out of position mm. very easily Gave away free kicks He was cute at uh, trying to cover that But he, he didn't really manage to do so And we've got to hope that the loans we get Turn out to be better than those three loans So I don't think improve the team one iota But I'm, I'm afraid that all we will get is loan signings We've got plenty of positions in my eyes That could be strengthened and they all won't be in January, we'll have to wait till the summer for for some But I would like at some stage a centre forward who actually attempts to score goals As, as a partner for Wilson or a backup to Wilson We need a centre midfield player who's a dynamo, who can get up and down and has vision to, to play people in and make things happen We haven't got a lot of vision We've got plenty of midfield players, centre midfield players But none with proper vision of people Malcolm, you Like Terry Hibbert and, and, and like Tommy Craig and like Tommy Cass That we've mentioned and people of that nature I'm We great. could do with a winglet to cross the ball for um, for mm. Wilson and a left-back and right-back wouldn't go miss But yeah. we're not yeah, going to get yeah. all in this coming uh,
1: John, yeah, but we, ha- we have somebody who, from the left, will, could get a great ball in for Wilson But Steve Bruce, in his wisdom, has got him stuck at left-back
2: yeah, and, and he's not getting forward was.
1: into the position to knock the ball in And I'm talking of Matt Ritchie, of yeah. course
0: Yeah, of, yeah. Course, of course,
2: of course <laughs> You know Matt-
0: where would you like? Where would you like to strengthen, Malcolm? I mean, look, there's been plenty of players linked. There always is. We've had everybody from Messi and Ronaldo to uh, Brandon Williams, uh, Josh King at Bournemouth has been a uh, has been linked. Um, you know, there's there's plenty names getting bandied around There's been talk of Bentaleb coming back Which everyone's groaning at, of course Jethro Willems has recovered from injury He's potentially, uh, you know, uh, you know, a, a sign in which they might look Paul Oxley's asking on the chat Would you get rid of Gale? Uh, Gale seems to have an issue about, you know, playing at the moment he, You know, he's either not getting selected Or he's telling Bruce that he doesn't want to play There's, some, there's a rabbit off there somewhere And of course... We've had the mysterious ASM uh, case uh, hanging over the Christmas period. He has now just set foot back in the UK. He's just returned today. Uh, word has it that Lascelles and, um, uh, and ASM will be, you know, he- you know, getting towards the uh, fitness levels that they're required to make a return. So, you know, is, is the squad good enough? Do we need to bring players in, Malcolm? What do you think? Well, before you judge
1: the squad, how how are the team doing at the moment? and uh, uh, um uh, and I think that they are looking so disorganized at times that it doesn't matter who you bring in if if, if you haven't got things pretty well organized on the field it doesn't matter who comes in that that they they're just going to be as disorganized as what's happening on the field you know i I know we're going to come on to to the last game um a little later in in what we're doing here um but In watching Newcastle against Leicester uh, For me Leicester who didn't play well on the day they looked a division or two divisions uh, above Newcastle and 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 there were so many players in the Newcastle side who just weren't doing it. Newcastle, to me, looked so much slower. Um, they looked disorganised. When I, I was watching, I was watching Leicester pass the ball, and and it was almost as if they could just look at the ball and go ping or ping, and they knew. That teammates would be in those certain positions. They didn't have to look to make sure there was somebody there. Newcastle, before they passed, have to get up, have a look around. Oh, there's somebody over there. I'll pass to him. You know, that they were having to search for teammates. Leicester just knew where they were. They were that well organized. And and until and until things get a lot more organized on the field. There's no use bringing players in and I'm not so sure that any player who could really do well for Newcastle would be prepared to come it's simply because of, of 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 what they would have been seeing because all the games are being televised now so so uh, uh, um, exactly how Newcastle are playing is seen by all of the players who are available and, and if I were one of those, I would be saying, no, I don't fancy going there My word You know, it, 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 it's a footballer's graveyard at the moment And I find that really sad
0: Talk about those games I mean obviously The Leicester game I agree I mean I, I thought Newcastle probably Could have nicked Something out of it I think the difference Was the midfield um, And essentially Madison and Tillemans Were just too good For our midfield And um, the, the Longstaffs you, you've, you've written a, a Column about that And I know you work With John mm-hmm. With the Chronicle and, and, and getting these Articles out Malcolm You, you, you praised Matty Longstaff I mean he's, he's he's got back in We were all scratching Our heads before Christmas As to saying yeah. Where was he Why wasn't he Getting a run out. The excuse that Steve Bruce came up with was a bit bizarre. Uh, you know, he, he's got to the fitness and, you know, he's got a bit weight off, and there was various, you know, things that he said. And it, I think a lot of people were scratching their head, but he's come in, he's done well, and he looked good alongside Hayden, not so good alongside his brother.
1: No, that, I, I would agree. Sean Longstaff, bless him, is a long way off the pace at the moment. Um, he, he doesn't look right, he doesn't look fit. Uh, Matty, I thought, was was terrific against Leicester, but Sean really did suffer. But it's it, it he's not being done any favours. You know, I, I, I mentioned um, Matt Ritchie. Matt Ritchie is stuck at left back. There's three centre halves. If you're going to play five at the back, you push the you push the full backs forward. And so they're, they they almost become midfielders. Newcastle aren't doing that. They're not playing in that fashion. And 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 so if if the two fullbacks are sitting back, why have you got an additional centre half? You don't need it. Leicester they they really play one up front. So what are we doing with five at the back? And I and I just find the whole thing so negative and. And it's almost as if it's safety first because I don't know what else to do That's the impression I'm getting um, And so just fill it with numbers And of course what's happening is that it means that we're light in midfield And we're even lighter up front And and, and midfield players can't get forward um, enough because they they're haven't to dropped too deep to get in contact And the poor centre forward Oh my word Wilson I, I, I saw him looking around going, "Well, Where's a bit of support You know, when you think that In the five years that I played at Newcastle I played solidly with a partner um, Alan Shearer played solidly with a partner and, and yet we stick Wilson up the front, um, doesn't get any support, hasn't got anybody to to, to just bounce off, and, uh, and what are we expecting him to do in those circumstances? He's proved himself, having scored eight goals, very, very quickly. If he gets that bit of support, he will score goals. But what we're doing is we're strangling him, strangling yep. him by distance. By a lack of a lack of passing, you know. All three of us saw um, saw the game against Leicester up until the point when the subs started to come on. Can you remember anybody passing to Wilson? No. John, can you remember anybody passing to Wilson?
2: No, yeah, uh, I mean it's it's quite absurd really when you you yeah. think about he quarter. is completely completely isolated. Completely yes. isolated. Yeah. And yeah. It, well, Malcolm, the base the basis of the whole thing is we're too afraid. Uh, that's why we have five at the past. That's we'll play with two central holding midfield players and one up te- up top and would do that not just against Liverpool and Manchester City but would do it repeatedly and it's called fear. But the incentive to win a match between three points instead of one point in in you know if you're gonna get three draws it takes you three games you can get three points in one game yeah. by going out and winning that game. And I tell you what they better go out and win at Sheffield United next Tuesday Because if they don't, they, they may as well burn the stand down Because nobody will want to go and see Newcastle play it, That game is so big that it's untrue It's our next in the league after we play Arsenal in the Cup They've lost 15 of their 17 games And not um, won at all The other two were drawn Now... How big a game is that for us? And if you think about Steve Bruce's position uh, currently Because his position with the fans could not be lower standing than it is now And within four days, could you imagine if he goes out of the cup at Arsenal on Saturday And gets beat at Sheffield United on Tuesday what the hell would be left then I'm not wishing that upon Newcastle I'm desperately, desperately not But if that happened My job, what a
0: position We
2: would be in a here!
0: Mm-hmm. Um can I just ask you about Longstaff John before I come on to Steve Bruce cuz I will talk about him um yeah. the longstaff the, the longstaff brothers obviously local lads great to see local lads doing well and getting in the team do you think with Sean Longstaff the the problem isn't do you think he's been hung out to dry a little bit by the manager he's coming back from a, a, a severe injury he's happened to play he had to play three games in quick succession um, do you think that was part and parcel of what yeah. Malcolm says? And you know, it was playing for all to see. He looked tired. He looked tired. Yeah. He, was I he mean, being hung out to dry? I mean, we've got plenty options in that midfield. You know, he was a young yeah, he, man. I he, mean, he, was completely off the pace. Yeah. The, without a shadow of
2: doubt, Steve, the, the great worry we've got. I mean, the guy that we saw prior to the injury, the Sean Longstaff we saw prior to the injury. Was getting compared with Michael Carrick because of his upright stance And the way he he physically looks on a football field He was getting compared with Michael Carrick Manchester United, sure enough, were interested in signing him And um, I know that to be the the case off the record because I know they they sort of uh, Run the check file on him etc. Now we've gone from that guy and albeit he had an injury but It wasn't a career-threatening injury to the guy we're seeing now who just looks a shadow of if, if that person And um, I think he is suffering, a, a lot of fans would say he, he would suffer tactically with, with Steve Brewster there but. I mean, there's so many decisions at the moment being made, Steve, that, that aren't sort of justified in any way or, or, or explained, shall we say I mean, if you take his brother Matty, uh, he went last season against Manchester United was a world beat and scored the winner All of a sudden his contract's up We don't get him signed to a new contract straight away So it looks as if he might be going to Udinese So all of a sudden he can't even make the bench He is snubbed completely because it would appear They're accepting he's going to leave the club Then he stays within the club and signs a new contract And we still don't see him at the beginning of this season Anywhere near the team Without real explanation as to why that is A lot of garbled stuff And then all of a sudden he's put bang bang To play against Man City, Liverpool and Leicester In a blink of an eye Three quality, quality sides And, and is expected to swim And as it happens, does so Look at the situation with Dwight Gale What on earth is going on there? We are, if, if a question is asked of the manager about Dwight Gale We're told repeatedly how he's tried to sign him three times at other clubs before he came to Newcastle What a genuine goal scoring, natural goal scoring talent he is He's such a natural goal scorer that he in the subs bench When our second top scorer is about six guys with one goal each And he doesn't even get on at a given time to, to score goals for us, to help us And his contract's up at the end of the season So is he getting the, the cold shoulder like Matty uh, Longstaff got towards the end of last season Because the quotes about what a great guy And we want, I want him to have a new contract And I've tried to sign him for the clubs and he's a natural goal scorer. Well if, if he's all of those things, how on earth isn't he starting in this Newcastle side as a partner for Wilson? And um, what is said in what happens is just two different things, uh, completely. And has been for that position with Yeglin, who who they're trying who they're trying to get rid of, and then all of a sudden he's our regular right back now.
0: Yes. <laughs> It's typical uh, it's typical Newcastle United I've got to say I mean the Dwight Gale situation is fascinating because Ironically, he's probably in the best form that he's been in since Newcastle got promoted under Rafa Benitez. He's, you know, he, you know, his, his first touch when he came on as a substitute was a goal, and um, he, he looks sharp. He looks ready to put the ball on the back of the net. Clearly, something going on there. Um, there's clearly something going on, which Newcastle fans don't know about. What happens in the dressing room stays in the dressing room. We've talked about it before. Seems to be some kind of issue, um, and, and it's it's quite clear. It seems to be spilling out into the team. I just hope that I hope that can. Get It sorted out, and you know they can concentrate on on you know picking up some points. And Malcolm, this six point—I'm calling this a six-pointer against Sheffield United. I know they're rock bottom and haven't bought a win all season, but I'm old enough to remember. 1988, 89, going as a going as a young status St James's Park to watch Newcastle on a bank holiday um Easter fixture against Sheffield Wednesday, and um, I'm still I'm still you know basically traumatized from that game. My dad said we need to win this game because otherwise if we don't win this game we're gonna go down. You're gonna see your first relegation. I was going all right, okay, and all the pressure. Mirandina steps out on the pitch. I'm thinking we're gonna win this game, and of course we didn't. We got beat 3-1. Now I know, and, and subsequently went down. And I know for a fact that this isn't, you know, as important at this moment in time, but it could be. This could this could be the game that ignites Sheffield United season. They need they they need to buy a win from somewhere. They beat Newcastle United on Tuesday, they could they could start, you know, a little run They could get out of it. Newcastle on current form could get dragged right into it. And you know, we've seen it happen before. There's always one team that drops like a proverbial stone.
1: <laughs> there is, yeah. Um but remember back to last season um, And I remember Newcastle going to uh, going down to Yorkshire To play Sheffield United uh, Bramall Lane, isn't it, of course, where they play And um, and they absolutely tanked Sheffield United 3-0 m- Much against, I think, um, um, the way everybody was thinking Because Newcastle were in a, in a bit of a bad run of form at the time they, and they go and win 3-0. I think um it was the first du- uh, it was the first win double of the season because they beat Sheffield United 3-0 again um at St James. So um it, it, it that turned out to be the best pair of or the, the best pair of results um of, of the whole season. Now can they go and do it again? Well, I don't know. Can you, you know, c- does anybody know what on earth Newcastle are, are, are going to send out you know what kind of mood they're going to be in what kind of form they're going to be in um, and it's all up in the air at, at, at the moment um, but what what I, I I would say that Sheffield United are looking at their fixture list and saying hey we we might have a well have a chance against Newcastle United you know so that that will put m- um, my metal up um, as the manager or as a player, and I and I would be working on that and, and, and getting the players really wound up um, to do the, the necessary job. But um, but y- y- you're always going to be struggling to get a result of any kind if you're just playing one up front at home. And I'm not all right. I know Sheffield United is away, but you play one up front at home. Wait until you're 2-0 down And then you stick another forward on That's madness Why wait until you're 2-0 down Why Why not Start it off and look to get 2-0 up And that, that, that I don't think is actually Entering Steve Bruce's um, Thinking at all You know John, when was the last time Newcastle were 2-0
2: up <laughs> Oh, I, I mean we we don't have that sort of mentality, Malcolm. We haven't right. got a 2 0 mentality. Precisely, and and that that's what frightens me because um, you know it, it it's just very very worrying. Yes, we have this big cushion at the moment, but it, what worries me, Steve, is not just we need the three points against Sheffield United or. That we could get beat by Sheffield United and still stay up What I'm concerned about is the quality of performances And the morale that's going to be in the team And even more so in supporters for the rest of the season Because if we get beat at Arsenal on Saturday And I think a lot of people could see that happening uh, Regardless of what team we'll put out And we know it'll be a, a changed team but if we lose at Arsenal To, to sort of still being, We currently haven't won in six games And it's we haven't won in seven And we go to Sheffield United They've got nothing to lose Because for me Regardless of what happens with Newcastle They're down I think they're down They're not mm-hmm. going to come back From two points From seventy the first 17 Premier League games And still They're down But that doesn't mean they won't beat us, that doesn't mean we won't lose But I think they're down So what sort of morale are we going to be in If we are knocked out of the cup and we've lost to Sheffield United And oh dear, we look up, look at their horizon And what's next? Oh, back at Arsenal on Monday, away in the league Um, It would be a serious... Uh, situation and my job. I've said it before on this show. I've said it in print. Uh, Steve Bruce keeps on about we need the twelfth man back. We need the crowd. If he loses at Sheffield United, he ought to get a prayer mat out, get on it, and thank God that there's nobody in St James's Park the next time they're at home because the crowd would be right down, and those that were in would make the life of the team and. The manager and the coaching staff unbearable because um, there is. I'm not certain that Steve realizes the depth of, of feeling that is anti-Steve with the fans, and it's the fans that matter. It's not the press that matter, and what we think. If the guy, it's a, it's you must have a relationship with the fans, which Rafa Benitez showed in the past. Keegan showed and Harvey showed, etc., etc. You must have a real. How many clubs, Malcolm, have you seen successful where the fans, of a vast majority of them, have disliked the manager? How can a, a club be successful if about 30,000, 40,000 fans dislike the manager intensely and would he wouldn't, wasn't there? Those clubs aren't successful, are they? The clubs no, in
1: turmoil. No, no, not at all. Um, because um, success breeds popularity, doesn't it? And um, and and so if a manager is bringing in the right results, the, the crowd will, will say, "Hey, I might not like the way he, the style of football or the way he gets the team together, but it's getting results." And and I, and I think that all supporters want to see. Is that bit of success is constant good results and and so they stick with the manager on that um uh, and you know and i I think with with empty stadia um you know one or two managers are, are getting away with um, with murder to be honest
0: yeah, I mean it's uh, everybody's pointing towards Derby County when they got relegated with uh, eleven points, and four of those points that they got were off Newcastle sure. there you go. <laughs> Yeah Right, that's the and, that's the worry, isn't it? That's
2: yeah, worry, and I did it?
1: see. Uh, uh, sorry, John, to interrupt, but I I did see that Sheffield United's record so far at this stage of the season is the worst
0: since 1902. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. They're not playing that badly. They're not actually playing that badly. They're they're just they're losing. They're losing yeah. they've got into that losing streak and they can't get out of it yeah, they're losing on. one they're losing by the odd goal or they're losing one yeah, nil in yeah. the last 10 minutes it's yeah. it's hard it's hard, it's hard because i actually quite like him he's a really good you know he's a night he's, he's an affable kind of manager yeah, a, and he did well yeah. last year and he <laughs> coped well with the the, you know, the praise, he, he didn't get too big-headed He kept his he kept his feet on the ground There's other managers you'd love to see get relegated, you know Big Sam with, with West Brom, I'd love to see them go down with uh, with him in charge but, yeah, it's, By um... the way,
2: I think he'll get your wish there with Big Sam I think West Brom will go down, I think Sheffield United mm. will go down The interesting thing, you know, guys, that I feel with Newcastle United And what irritates me is that you'll get people within the club, be it players or management or whatever, saying, Oh dearie me, you've got to remember when you get you know when you get critical about Newcastle United that in the last three games we've played Manchester City, Liverpool and Leicester. Now that is true. Now what happened there? We go on drawn two defeats. What is conveniently forgotten is it in the previous three games, before those, Newcastle played Leeds, Fulham and Brentford What did they get? Exactly the same, one draw and two defeats This time they were playing Leeds who were newly promoted side with a very bad defensive record They were playing Fulham who were in the bottom three and had ten men And they were playing Brentford from the Championship Arrested six players while we fielded the strongest side we could And we lost So it's when you've lost, when you've had a bad run against Leeds, Fulham and Brentford You really feel the pain, Malcolm, don't you? When the next three are big clubs like Man City, Liverpool and Leicester And those results go tits up Then you struggle because you didn't get the results you ought to have got Against opposition that were beatable Now if we couldn't beat Leeds, Fulham and Brentford Even though I think at the end of the day We'll get some sort of result at Sheffield United If we can't beat them three If we can't beat 10 men Fulham and, and we can't beat Brentford Reserves It doesn't make us feel great about Sheffield United Does it?
1: No, that's right and Sheffield United in the dressing room they, they will be saying Look, this side And and they'll be making all the points, John, that that you've just made Um, And so, Chevrolet United will be concentrating um, on the Newcastle game In their bid, just to turn their season round and start picking up points
0: Yeah, big shout out to our uh, sponsors for this month. One which you might enjoy, John, actually, uh, the old coach house distillery.co.uk. If you're doing a dry January, it's the world's first alcohol free distillery. Uh, Visit their website, enter the code OCHD to claim your introductory 10% discount and get the most out of your mindful dry January. And there's a gin on there, John. I've noticed that, um, I don't know if I should be elated and get myself down
2: there or destroyed That it's a gin with the gin taken out of it, presumably All the the pleasure of the gin with no hangover Well, that's actually, amazingly, you know, considering my lifestyle, I don't get hangovers (laughs) Quite incredible, I think the whole body's used to it so much that hangovers is never a thing that bothers me
0: We've touched on it briefly anyway the uh, the Malcolm MacDonald derby um part 1 is coming up at the weekend Newcastle versus Arsenal two clubs of course where Malcolm wore the shirts with equal pride um Malcolm it's uh, it's it's always a good it's always a good deal for you especially when you go down to Arsenal because they they still treat you like the legend that you are um there hasn't been as much of that in recent times at Newcastle um but Arsenal certainly a team that looks after its legends
1: Oh, absolutely, yes indeed Um, And I've got an open invitation to go whenever I wish Um, And and the last time I was there um, There were also um, two of my old teammates Liam Brady and David O'Leary And it it, it was absolutely lovely to spend the afternoon with them And and catch up on old times It really was Uh, fabulous stadium terrific to play in i would imagine and um, and newcastle well it's you know that you look at two or three weeks ago and arsenal seemed to be struggling but they suddenly picked themselves up in these last uh, couple of weeks and uh, and and they are playing some stuff in all fairness and the trouble is um, that they can just suddenly conjure a goal out 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 the blue, and 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 that's what Newcastle are constantly being caught by.
0: Is Bruce going to be too bothered about the FA Cup, Malcolm?
1: I would doubt it very much at the moment. I don't think he's bothered about anything. You know, good heavens above, if if he was quite happy to accept what we saw against Brentford um, and, and the exit. Um, that Newcastle made from there, then he'll it, 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 be happy with anything.
0: If if we get beat off Arsenal, Malcolm, and we get beat off Sheffield United, is that the end for Steve Bruce?
1: No, no, because because I think with um, uh, uh, that there's there's no real stinging criticism um, within the stadium because because of lockdown, and I, and I think that's that's where it would make a difference um where where within the stadium of St James Park people really voice their opinions there then it would uh, um, people in the director's box would start taking notes but uh, because it's empty grounds at the moment up here in the northeast um i I, I think Steve can get away with it uh, and to be honest I, I I've got to say I, I, I listen to the the press conferences and the interviews that he does, and and he is uh, con- constantly uh, contradicting himself. Um, some of the things that he actually says, I think, oh no, what, what what are you talking about? Um, uh, and and if he's talking like that publicly to the fans, what's he talking like to the players in the dressing room? You know, if if, if it's if it's as garbled as some of his interviews, no wonder the players are going out on the pitch um, in a totally disorganised fashion.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Gibble it's always disappointing because it means you know, the, the run is going to go on, a trophy-less run. The Brentford game was a, a great opportunity to at least get to a final. Um, I think, you know, if we were beating Brentford, I think we could have beaten Spurs on our day. Um, and I think we would have been playing Man City at Wembley in a rerun of the 76 Cup final. But but we didn't. And we find ourselves again in another season of stagnation. And, you know, the FA Cup being looked at as an inconvenience, really, and supporters probably also hoping that we do get knocked out of it a B we can't go to any games anyway but B because a cup run would you know without any investment in the transfer window we'll see essentially more chance of injuries more chance of suspensions which could affect our Premier League position and we need to stay in the Premier League.
2: well I don't I don't think they need worry about uh, a cup run in the FA Cup because um, if you look, it, it's been said that under Steve Bruce, uh, Steve Bruce has said himself That Newcastle United have taken the domestic cup competitions seriously And what he would point to to prove that would be 2 quarterfinals, Last year in the League Cup and, and uh, last year in the FA Cup, this year in the League Cup But the whole point is that that camouflages the actual reality of this situation Because when we got to the um, the FA Cup quarter-final last year The first time we met a Premier League club, we lost Which was Manchester City In the League Cup last year, the first time we met a Premier League club, we lost The first round when we played Leicester This season, we've gone out the League Cup without meeting a Premier League club at all in getting to the quarter-finals And we're meeting a Premier League club uh, on Saturday So the reality is that we've had some wonderful draws, have we not? In last season's FA Cup and this season's League Cup The the draws have been kind to us That's why we've hung around And the first time they haven't been kind to us We've got tucked up And may I add that if Newcastle go to Arsenal With the same attitude as they showed at Brentford They will not Mm. only be cuffed But the fans will go crackers There's ways of getting beaten And there's ways of getting beaten And to play the way we did at Brentford When we put out our strongest side available Against their reserve side And the attitude of the team that night was shocking Would then surely go back to London on Saturday and show the same attitude uh, yeah. we don't know what team's going to be picked and uh, no doubt there will be lots of changes but the you know I think the Volker will probably be back in goal Andy Carroll might well start etc 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 but we've got to go with the right attitude we went with the wrong attitude to Brentford It was almost like if we shimmy through At the end of an hour and a half We'll have somehow scraped a goal somewhere And we'll be in the semi-finals The attitude sure. stunk at Brentford And, it, it, and it's got a different
1: Absolutely, John I couldn't agree more You know, you go to Brentford You're in the quarter-final of the cup competition The next round is the semi-final There's every chance that that you could go and win a cup And How many shots did Newcastle Have a goal One. One One You know You, you, you can't go Through um, football uh, with, with that kind of attitude And playing in that, um, in that Tactical manner you, You've got to go for it because you're not always going to score when you shoot. You, if you're going to score, you've got to miss as well. It, 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 that's just the force of nature. And so, and so you've got to get in a, a few efforts at goal a, each game. A few, not one, not two, a few. Um, and and I and it doesn't seem as if. The, the, the Newcastle side or the Newcastle Bench are really Thinking how are we going to win This game we've got to get forward We've got to shoot they don't think like That they really don't And uh, and All of a sudden uh, Newcastle they're 2-0 down against Leicester Andy Carroll gets sent On and all of a sudden things Change a bit Well, Why leave it Until the the 65th or 70th minute to make that kind of a change, why not do it before the match starts? And say, right, well, come on, instead of waiting until we're 2-0 down to start having a go at their goal, why don't we do it from the word go? And 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 things might change entirely um, for Newcastle. Um, but I don't see anything on the on the sidelines that suggests that they're that bothered about actually getting forward, having shots, scoring goals, winning games. I don't get that impression at all.
0: No, it's So what, it's
1: so what a their di- target is, Heaven only
0: knows It's a dismal state of affairs I mean, you know, it really is And I mean, Andy Carroll, you know That was his first Premier League goal, John Since April
2: 2018 Yeah, yeah Uh, Oh, absolutely I mean, it was a good finish Don't get me wrong Give the Mm -hmm. lad credit It was a good finish But if we think that goal is going to change The way Andy Carroll is for the rest of the season When Joe Linton scored a goal Earlier this season, it didn't change Joe Linton's game. Life went on the way it was, and we're in that position uh, where we've got no backup. Uh, and of course, both Carol and Gale are out of contract at the end of the season. What's he going to do with them? What's he going to do with Murphy? What's he going to do with Clark, Fernandez, and Shaw? There's a lot, an awful lot of big decisions of people out of contract where things have got to happen But we've got to have a go up top And it may well be that Andy Carroll starts at Arsenal because they will probably leave Wilson out As they did in the League Cup until they got to the quarter-final So if you're going to start with Carroll, start with Dale at his shoulder and, and, and have a goal at the, We're going to get beat. If we're timid at Arsenal, we're going to get beat. There's no, because mm-hmm. it, it's all, we can't bring them back to St. James's Park. We can't play for a draw. We're going to play 90 minutes extra time penalties. So unless we have a goal we're going to get beat. And if yeah. the cup isn't the priority, because Sheffield United is, play to a Valkan goal, play Carroll up front with Gale, change the midfield, but have a go. Play two of fun Don't play five at the back One centre forward up on his own And hope that you get a break somewhere along the line Because you're not going to You've got to win on the day So play two guys up top right. And have a go with the flat back four Couldn't agree more,
1: John And And on top of that It needs people wide Who can get the ball in Murphy has shown that he can get the ball in from the right-hand side He's knocked a couple of great crosses in On the left-hand side, nothing comes in from Joe Linton whatsoever In fact, I was watching him very carefully um, in in the Leicester match He lost possession of the ball two out of three times he got it That is not Premiership standards In fact, I don't think it's Division 2 standards um, he he seriously lost possession two out of three times the ball came to him. On the left hand side, you have to play Matt Ritchie pushing forward as a left winger. Let him play out there. He will get the he will get the ball in. And 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 whether you play Wilson with uh, um, with Gale or or one of those um, with with uh, um, with Andy Carroll. Um, and I and I would think that uh, looking at the Arsenal side as it as it as it is and their defence, they would be frightened stiff of facing Andy Carroll. Um, and and so Andy Carroll knocking it down for either Wilson or for Gale, um, and probably Wilson will be the first choice. Great, but if you're going to play that way, it means a you you want a supply coming in from wide. But you've also got to you, You've got to have Two midfield players Who are going to be working their socks off Up and back Through the centre Looking to get ball, feed balls wide Feed balls through to the forwards And, and, and that Means uh, um, Being on the front foot Not the back foot and, and Newcastle Spend their time on the back foot So it's got to be a whole change Of mentality um, In in the way that they go about a game Um, If Newcastle are going to have any chance against Arsenal They have to get forward They can't just hang on and hang on Because Arsenal, they will score goals if Newcastle sit back That's for sure And if you sit back Like Newcastle have been doing You can't get forward Because because you're that far away from where you need to be to attack the opposing goal, that you that you just can't do it. You cannot do it. The forwards without support, the midfield players are just so far from the forward that they can't get there and help. Um, because the back the back line, a it's overcrowded, and b they just drop off, um, and. Steve Bruce was a defender Why he isn't getting them working uh, get uh, Working on them to work the line properly You know, it's, it, it's, it's so simple You push up and push up and, and make it uncomfortable for opposing forwards You push up as much as you can As far as you can When the ball is going to be knocked forward at you all you do is, as soon as you see the uh, the opponent's foot go back to knock it forward, you just drop off three or four or five yards, and then you get a run to, to go and head it. Uh, and it, it, and Arsenal played that way for decades, for decades, and it's and it's it's almost an unbeatable way of playing, and 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 you can you can make slight changes on it and all sorts. But it's a question of pushing up to drop off Newcastle, their first action When the opposition get the ball is drop off And that just gives them the space Leicester, dear me They they, they weren't playing well at all But Newcastle just gave them so much space You could almost see Leicester laughing They had that much space to play in and they were just knocking it about, moving forward until they got to the penalty here, and then they had to decide what to do. All right, and there were a lot of Newcastle bodies, but it's a defeatist way of playing. And if they want to get knocked out of the cup, play in the same fashion.
0: Yeah, it's it's a dismal state of affairs, but we should be used to that by now Um, Give us a a quick prediction then for the Arsenal game, Malcolm
1: Um, I can't see Steve Bruce changing anything whatsoever Uh, I'll take Arsenal to win um, 2-0
0: Okay, and what about the Sheffield United game, which of course follows quite quickly on Tuesday?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that's going to be something quite different um, And uh, I'm, I really would expect Newcastle to go and win that
0: one So I'll take uh, Newcastle to win that 2-0 Okay, John, same question to you mate uh, First of all, the cup game against Arsenal at the weekend
2: Cup games are always difficult to talk about with Newcastle because we don't know what sort of team they're going to put out. But to be quite frank, I don't think it matters much what sort of team they're going to take out. They're going to put out at Arsenal. I think they will get beat. They will get knocked out. It's just by what score. And um, if they put out an understrength team, they could well get beat. 3 now. The the important thing after that is how they react at Sheffield United, and that is massive for Newcastle for the rest of the season. Uh, Because as I say, I think Sheffield United are down. Um, It's it's frightening really on what could happen there. I think Newcastle will get something um, at Sheffield United simply because they are so bad in terms of the demoralised. I take what you said, Steve, they just lose 1-0 normally. so I could see Newcastle winning 1-0 It would be in a 1-1 draw And I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw uh, In this case um, Which, quite frankly I would be massively disappointed with If it turns out to be correct
0: Just a quick one on Debravka and Darlo, lads um, darlo has been superb, Malcolm Since he came into the team yeah. um, I don't think anybody could have expected him to play as well as he has done uh, Debravka, you would probably expect Would get a run out against Arsenal, but is is that goalkeeper sure Darlow's for the time being? Do you think, Malcolm?
1: Has to be, it has to be. Um, when when a when a goalkeeper is playing in the in, in the way that Darlow has been playing all this season, you cannot because you just destroy his confidence, destroy him totally, and he will lose all faith and trust um, in, in in the people who make that decision to drop him. Um, and and you and you lose a guy who's turned out to be an an absolutely terrific goalkeeper, and by him staying in the side, uh, um, um, Dubravka will understand. Here's a guy playing out of his skin. I'm not going to get in the side. I've got to wait my turn, and that's the way it goes um, with goalkeepers. I remember when I was uh, managing Fulham, and I, I, I had Jerry Payton as as the goalkeeper, who was the Republic of Ireland goalkeeper, and it, we didn't have a a, a a solid reserve keeper. And Jerry Payton started to get quite sloppy, and I'd put the kid in from the junior side. He was 18, uh, playing in the juniors, and in fact he had only played a couple of reserve games. And I stuck him in the first team, left Jerry Payton out. It shocked Jerry Payton so much, but this lad was absolutely brilliant. His name was Jim Stannard, and he, um, and, and you would think that he would have sort of been overawed by it. Was he hell? He was coming in and he was screaming at defenders and what they had to do and go go and win the header and stuff like that. And he really. Um, he, he bossed his box Superbly And in the end I went and sat with Jerry Payton who, who was who was watching about the second or third Game of this goalkeeper And I said that's what you should be doing He said Oh no He said I, I started not to, to do it You know and so That's fair enough and Goalkeepers know Whether they're doing really well or not when a keeper is doing well You leave him there You cannot it, It's an absolute cruelty To, um, to take him out of, of, of the equation And um, uh, Darlow has got to stay Without any shadow of doubt whatsoever um, If he starts having a bad time Okay, then, then, then you maybe make the switch But not until then Not until then Um, Dubravka will understand, Darlow has earned his place
0: Same question to you, Johnny. I'm expecting the same answer, really Yeah, to be truthful, yes I mean, I find the thing wonderfully
2: staggering Because I've been a great Dubravka fan I thought he was Player of the Year last year He's been truly magnificent at Newcastle And when he was injured pre-season I feared the worst, because I hadn't seen a lot of dollars, seen him in the cup competitions I didn't realise he was going to be as good as he has been He has been absolutely terrific And um, The real testing time is that's going to come for Steve Bruce Is when he makes one mistake, a single mistake As every goalkeeper will, every great goalkeeper will I can remember seeing Clemens, which I've talked to to uh, Malcolm about play for England up, up in up Park in Scotland, and let it go in through his legs was not made through his legs, but he but he was a terrific terrific goalkeeper. It happens, but if you drop Darlow on one mistake, when the moment comes and he's had a good game, otherwise you destroy him equally. You've got yeah. to wait, and he's fought, got to dip over the full game because if he's thinking. The second I make one mistake, I'm out of this team. It is a catastrophe. I think we're very lucky to have two good players in one position because we haven't got many across the whole of the, the team. Our best three players this season, or at any time, are the two goalkeepers and the centre forward. But uh, I quite agree with Malcolm. Darlow's got to stay in for the moment. And then. Um, He's going to get plenty of practice anyway, so uh, it'll be interesting. I think Dubravka will play at Arsenal in the
0: in the cup, but then Dolo will come back in for Sheffield United and for Arsenal in the league. I think maybe the best bet for uh, these two games maybe is played Dubravka and Dolo in goal together. <laughs> That's it, and the ba- and the back five and two holding central midfield players Steve, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> lads, it's been a pleasure. Malcolm, I hope you uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your birthday and uh great to have you back, lads. It's good to have a bit of a bit of routine again after the Christmas break. Uh but uh look forward to having you on again next Thursday, lads. All right. Look forward
2: to it. Take care. Take care, Take care, lads. Bye bye. Bye.